Hey, this is John Voorhees. Uh, we're coming to you from the, Ma the Mac Stories Lounge live interview. Today I've got with me Tom Pritchard, who is a developer and designer who is the maker of Podcast Chapters, a Mac app for putting chapters into podcasts. Um, it's something that we use a lot on Ruminate, and it's something that I know Jason Snell uses and a bunch of other people to easily add chapters to their, um, their podcasts. Welcome, Tom. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. So, Tom, we've got WWC around the corner, and I thought, hey, you're in town, in Chicago. Here we are. It's a lovely rainy day in Chicago. As and usual. You, and, and you've been in town for a couple of weeks visiting friends. What, what have you been up to since you got here? Uh, well, I've been able to do most of the touristy things and uh, getting back to you know, the Midwest, which I love. And I've, I lived here for a few years. And, yeah, it's good to see all old friends and go to a baseball game or two. Ah, good. Well, well, welcome. It's good to have you back in the Midwest. With WWC coming up, I wanted to ask Tom, I wanted to ask you a little bit about what you're hoping to see happen at WWC this year. Yeah, so what I'm hoping to see, it, it really depends whether I'm viewing it as a developer or a consumer of apps. Um, I mean, as a Mac developer, I really want to see big changes to the Mac App Store. Yeah, for the, sure. The big one that I'm hearing is people want to try apps before they like, actually use them. And I think that's a big thing for the iOS app store as well, but uh, in-app purchases to unlock things is much more accepted on iOS than it is on OS X. Yep. Um, so I, I would love to see big, sweeping changes to the Mac App Store. It's just, it hasn't had any love since, what, 2011? One of the things that I'd like to see, for instance, is I'd like the ability to buy Mac apps like yours from my iPhone. I'd actually, despite the fact that the store is already incredibly crowded... I would like to see the ability to buy Apple TV apps, Mac apps, and iOS apps all from my phone because, I mean, we have to face it, the iPhone is the most popular platform that Apple has, and it's always with you. So if you have an iPhone and you see you're reading an article or something about chapters, wouldn't you like to be able to buy it right on your phone then? Because that's the opportunity. That's, that's the moment when if there's going to be a sale, there ought to be a sale. I mean, what do you think about that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It was... It's something that I think Google Play does very well, is that from the web, you can install things on your phone, even if you're viewing it from like uh, just a web browser. Um, right. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's something that would be very welcome. I don't know whether it's actually going to happen or not, but I would really like it, if, if, if it could happen. Yeah, no, it's, it's one of those things that I, it, it seems like an obvious thing to do, but I'm not sure we're actually going to see it. Um, but... It's, one of, it's a huge problem, especially with Apple TV apps, because unless you have an iOS app that's tied to your Apple TV app, it, it's almost impossible to discover them, because there's no kind of link you can click or anything like that to buy. Yeah, you've just got to ask them to search for, for it in the store. It's absolutely ridiculous. So the other thing, I guess, with the Mac App Store is that there's no analytics at all, right? I mean, do you, you don't have analytics for podcast chapters, do you? Uh, I, I roll my own analytics software at the moment. Okay. Um, but no, there's no inbuilt analytics. But looking at Google Analytics on um, the uh, marketing website that I have for the app, mm -hmm. overwhelming majority of viewing on an iOS device. And if I could, yeah, if I, I suspect that I would get a massive increase in sales if I if we could get it to uh, install from uh, iOS. Yeah, I, I would really like that. Yeah, it, it seems like Google have solved this, and Google have so they solved this not very recently. They solved this years ago. And there's definitely a way that it can be solved. It's whether or not there is the uh, 
the interest or the excitement in Apple to build out a feature like that. We don't know what their plans are for the App Store, but they're clearly showing that they're becoming much more progressive when it comes to building better tools for developers and consumers there. Right. And hopefully that will continue and, and continue to grow. Well, there's definitely been some movement in terms of the iOS App Store, at least, with the, between Phil Schiller <laughs> taking over the App Store... Um, the review times coming way down from where they were. I'm a big fan of that, by the way. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's been a lot of little things that we've seen. Yeah, I definitely think there's a lot of interesting things that can happen with discoverability. So they clearly know what apps you have installed, and if we can uh, have... Uh, it's another thing that Google, from a very AI and machine learning background, they, they do very well. Yeah. Uh, and that's the sort of things... The, uh, the service side things that I would like to see, uh, at least as a consumer, um, coming to the app stores, all of them. The fact is that with movies and things like that, you can very easily rent a movie or download, buy a movie from your phone. Yeah. And it'll ask you whether you want to download it right now to watch on your phone, or you can say no, and it's available if you own an Apple TV. It's available when you get home. It's on all your devices. There are not many return visitors from an iOS device reappearing on a Mac and yeah, it's interesting so yeah if there's the ability to yeah, even if it's just I'm on my iPhone I want to you know, just have it on my Mac when I get back which is what happens on the Google Play Store if you could get that that would be incredible for Mac developers so I wanted to ask you a little bit more about podcast chapters and where did the idea come, come from uh, and where do you see it going kind of in the future what are, you, what, what are your plans for it yeah, sure. Um, so when Overcast 2 came out, um, Jason Snell did a very good post on Six Colors where he was talking about the chapter markers in it. And he ended the post by basically saying, um, at the moment it's really hard to add chapter markers to a podcast, uh, especially an MB3 one. So if, if anyone knows of a, a Mac app that can do that, you know, let me know. So I reached out to him on Twitter and I said, hey... Have you found one yet? And he said that you know, he hadn't found one. So uh, I set to work, you know, trying to work out exactly how it worked and trying to build out a, a very rough Mac app. And it went through several beta processes. And then yeah, about three months afterwards, I, uh, I had an app that I was ready to sell. So it was, uh, it was not something I, I just sort of thought up. It was a, uh, it was a, a definite need amongst podcasters, especially in this. Uh, in this little Apple sphere that we're in. It's funny, because I think we were just about, with Ruminate, we were just about the first podcast that published that actually used your app. Yeah, no, apart from the beta, the ones that were involved in the beta process, it was, I think it was literally like four hours after the general release, that the first uh, podcast with chapter markers from Podcast Chapters was in the uh, yeah, it was in the iTunes directory. It was incredible. Tom, I want to thank you for being here. Uh, we'll see how things come out at WWC, but it's nice to see you, and I'm glad you're in Chicago, and... Uh, hopefully we'll talk again soon. Thank you for having me, John.